The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I'm joined by Mitch Krumpetich. Well, hi. Well, hey there to you. And today on the show, we'll be talking about the Suns' eight-game schedule that we'll be seeing at the end of July into August. And also, we'll be discussing a little bit about Kelly Oubre. Follow us on Twitter at SunnyandPHXPod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and a comment, and you will get a shout-out on the show. All right, let's start off with the Kelly Oubre talk. I know a few weeks ago on the show, we said that Robert Sarver stated that Kelly would be ready to play for the return of the NBA. But recently, we found out that Oubre will not be playing, and it sounds like he didn't get the rehab that he needed on his knee during the whole lockdown situation. So, Mitch, is this a injury type thing, or could you see this being something different? Um, I want to say it's an injury type thing, but I don't think it is. He has one year left on his contract, and I know he was hoping to get more money last summer uh, and like a long-term kind of deal. So, I don't know. It seems like he is just kind of not going to take any risks so partially for for health reasons for the knee, you know, but I can see him just not wanting to take any risks and then, you know, having one more year potentially being traded and then going into free agency at his peak, you know. Right. It's it's kind of a tough place to land on this whole situation because we all want to see Kelly play and the timing wise, he should have had enough time to probably recuperate that knee injury. But Still, we're at this point. And then, you know, I look over at Bertans on the Wizards, who said he's going to be sitting out this the restart because he is a free agent this year. But Kelly's not even a free agent this year. It's it's the one after this one. So right. that, that gives me a little pause. Are you really doing this for a contract over a year from now? Or what the situation is? But... All in all, it will be quite a detriment to our team without Kelly Oubre when we come play these games. Yeah, it's going to be tough. He was a big part of our team, offense and defense. And, you know, he's like the emotional leader. But, you know, eight games uh, without him will give Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson the opportunities to step up. And maybe Mikhail really solidifies his position as, you know, the the wing of the future for the Suns. Right. I would absolutely love to see that. And I'd love to see Cam Johnson come in and hit threes at the same clip he was during the regular season. I don't see that not happening. He's he's too smooth. And he's going to get plenty of time. And, you know, throughout this season, Cam had his ups and downs. I wouldn't say he played terribly ever. But now this eight games is going to be a big opportunity for him without Oubre for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely will. I'm also thinking, this is just pure speculation, you know, but I remember before the season was locked down and everything, Cam Johnson was out with an illness for a while. I wonder if he had it. Right. That was right before this all happened. Yeah. And he was out for a few games because he was sick. Did he have mono? Oh, maybe am I he dreaming had mono. that up? I don't remember, but he had something. And it just kind of reminds me, too, that the NBA did their first round of testing and two or three Suns players did test positive for COVID. Uh, they didn't say who, like, they didn't release names. But, you know, they've shut down all of the practice facility kind of stuff. And uh, the people who did test positive are quarantined. And I'm just kind of like, well, I guess better now than later once we're actually playing games. I mean, I don't want any of them to get it, obviously. Right. But this is a better time than a month from now. Absolutely, yeah. We have a whole month, so if those two weeks are what it takes to kick it, that should be about perfect, and it lets them get back into training camp for a little bit before it all starts, so that could be pretty smooth. Yeah. And I think I saw last that 16 players in the NBA had tested positive, 16 out of the, what, 300? 300, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's a decent number, but, you know, two guys on the Suns tested positive, Booker on Twitch, he was streaming. He said that he was tested and cleared. So that's good news for sure. Booker's okay. Home. That is so, good news. He's been big on the Twitch streaming lately. I know. He was he just paired up with uh Kyler Murray for a little tournament yeah. I saw. Yeah. And everyone says he's so good, but he just doesn't interact with the with his audience, and that's where people complain about it. Oh uh... I mean I enjoy watching a guy play a video game especially well. That's fun for a period of time. But, you know, as part of the Twitch game, I think you have to interact with your yeah. fans a little bit. Right. I mean, that's why you watch Twitch. But at the same time, I get it. There's times when I've been playing a game and someone will be watching and they'll be asking me questions and I'll just be like, hold on, wait just a second. I got to I really got to focus on this part. Like, I can't imagine being able to interact with fans and play a game at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. But no, he's been big on that. And I'm glad to hear that he was cleared. Um, yeah. And just obviously hoping for the best with the guys who did test positive um, from what I've heard especially with these athletes, it's usually for, for the most part, they're asymptomatic or minimal symptoms. And then, you know, they just basically wait it out 14 days, get tested again. But the new policy that the NBA has, if they is they have to have two negative tests in a row. Uh, so, um, but I mean, I think that'll probably be good and they're testing every other day. So pretty frequently and, yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, it's better now than in a month. And as long as none of our sons are pulling any Jabari Parkers out there, did you see that, Mitch? No. What happened Jabari Parker, he tested positive for COVID and then was later found playing tennis at like a public tennis court without a mask oh on. My gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he <sighs> just put out a statement how, uh, yeah, I tested positive. I'm going to stay in Chicago and get healthy and get ready to join my team at training camp in Orlando. Like, 
And then he's pictured out playing tennis without a mask. That's just crazy. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> this is why this is why we're having all these issues right now. And it's just I, I feel like it's such a foreshadowing to Orlando, you know? Yeah. I've seen more and more people lately saying, like, I don't know if this is a good idea. And, you know, Adam Silver is saying, we just have to learn how to live with this. It's inevitable. We have to get back to playing, which I see where he's coming from, too. But I think there's a lot of people who are, like, seeing this probably isn't a good idea. I know. Guys are going to start testing positive and still go out and do things they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and that the train's already rolling down the track. We're getting so close. We're just a month away. Teams will be showing up to Orlando within a week here. Man, I, I I hope everything goes as well as possible. We all get to see some great basketball. And then, you know, maybe we hit the offseason, and next year when the NBA starts, everything's back to normal. That that would be ideal right there. That's That's just exactly what I'm hoping for. Cross those fingers. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the schedule. This got put out last week. We know the Suns' eight games. Let's, uh, we'll just start at the top, go through them, maybe make a prediction on each one and see how we think the Suns will be ending up. So the first game is on July 31st against the only non playoff team in the East, Wizards. And like I mentioned earlier, Bertons is sitting out. They still don't have John Wall. And but sadly, this team kind of gave us a spanking when we matched up in the regular season this year. Yeah, the Wizards are <laughs> like kind of the Suns kryptonite. They play really fast, like faster than us. They score a lot. They don't play very good defense. But I remember the first game that we played against them. I'm, they scored like 135 or something like that. Um, they just score a lot. Bradley Beal's really good. No Bertons uh, definitely does not help them because he is a big-time scorer for them. And I, he's a guy I'm going to be keeping an eye on because I would love to sign Davis Bertons in the in the uh, offseason. Right. I agree. I'm He's high on my list, too, along with mm-hmm. uh, Christian Wood. He might be. Yeah. He might be, too. Yeah, 1A and 1B kind of thing. <clears throat> ah. Those guys would be great. But yeah, I'm when I saw that we were playing the Wizards, especially the first game, I was thrilled. I'm like, of course we get to play the the one non-playoff team in the East. Like that's that's really nice. Like the, the schedule makers were I I'm going to say I think they were pretty favorable overall. Like our schedule does not look horrible. No, it's really not and I think the Grizzlies might have the toughest one, which is, or one of the toughest ones, which is kind of rough being the eight seed already. And, you know, they very well could be a playoff team had we just started a 16 team return to the season. But right. they're they're going to have their work cut out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. I They kind of got the short end of the stick. And I actually think, I think we're going to win this game. Like, I think we're going to beat the Wizards. I think we're going to be ready to play. We're going to want to win. We're going to have something to prove. And we're going to come out and beat the Wizards. I'd love to see it. That's uh, going to be Bridges absolutely doing his darndest on Brad Beal. Yeah. That's how that game goes. And that, that means that Booker is going to be guarded by Beal more than likely. So that's not a easy matchup for Booker either. Right. And one thing about the Wizards that sticks out to me, Thomas Bryant, I think he has Aiton's number. He mm-hmm. this I think it was not this season, but the one before 
Yeah, it was. That's right. Bryant, yeah. I, he nearly had a perfect game against this. He was 10 for 10 at some point, and he was hitting threes. It was rough. So I, hopefully Aiton, that's in the back of his mind, and he doesn't let that happen again. Yeah, I, I hope so. And it'll be interesting to see where Aiton's at with all of this. Uh, I also think about Rui Hachimura with the Wizards, uh, former Gonzaga Bulldog, Rui Hachimura. But I think he's the kind of guy that can make a big difference. He plays pretty decent defense. He's not like a huge scorer, but he's the kind of guy that if he scores eight or ten points can really change the game. So, I, uh, you know, yes, Bradley Beal. Aiton, Thomas Bryant, those kind of guys. But I think this one really could come down to like the Hachimuras and the Mikhail Bridges and the Cam Johnson kind of players. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I, I see a lot of this return. Like the, the wings on each team are going to win or lose games, I think. The guys who yeah. can, you know, maybe take it over by themselves a little bit here and there, I think that's going to be the big difference maker. And man, what if Booker goes for 40 a night? doing this we we could be we could be a decent team throughout this thing who knows i can't wait to have basketball back like this is the first time we're talking about like actual real basketball yeah like since march basically yeah it's been it's been way too long (laughs) it feels good it's fun doing the show don't get me wrong but when we go through weeks where there's no basketball news no no sun's news it gets a little rough so this is so exciting yeah, yeah. All right, so we got the Wizards first. I'm calling this a win, too. If I'm going to predict any of these games to be a win, it's going to be this one. So I don't think anyone can give us any garbage for uh, picking a Suns win in this game. Let's move it to the Mavericks, though. That's the next one. That's on August 2nd. And the Mavericks are coming in pretty much full strength. They're going to be missing Willie Cauley-Stein throughout this. It's... uh big body for them but you know they have kp they have boban they have plenty of big boys that they can throw out there so mavericks it's it's uh it's luka Doncic and kp that's what we have to worry about yeah this is going to be interesting uh Doncic, i think is going to come out and light it up right off the bat just like he did all season long porzingis on the other hand was really, really up and down and had some really rough points in this season. He was finally starting to really hit his stride when when everything locked down and we suspended the season. So it's going to be interesting to see how he comes back. I think it might take him some time to ease into this again. So I'm actually going to call this game a win, too. I think we're going to come out and win just because Porzingis is going to need some more time to settle in. We beat the Mavericks once this season, and it was one Porzingis had just a stinker of a game. And I could see that exact same thing happening here. Right. And I'll say this every time that DeAndre Ayton matches up against a Luka Doncic team, like this is where Ayton can change the, to turn the tides of the whole draft night situation. And we've seen little flashes while we've played the Mavs. Aiton getting, uh, blocking Doncic, dunking over Doncic, catching an oop over Doncic. We've seen those things. And as a Suns fan, that gets me straight up giddy. But there's still quite quite a bit between the two guys. So I, I want to see Aiton continue to close that gap a little bit and, you know, prove himself in games like this. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
And next we move to the Clippers. We beat the Clippers right at the beginning of the season. I remember we were pretty ecstatic leaving the stick that night. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is going to be a, a different situation now. These games mean a little bit more. But then again, to the Clippers, if, if they're not fighting for a higher seed, are they going to be playing both Kawhi and PG against a team like the Suns? Yeah, this is a a really tough one to kind of think about at this point because we don't know. Now, I think if either one of Kawhi or Paul George play in this game, we're probably not going to win. If they both sit out, we've got a chance. I could totally see them resting both uh, Kawhi and Paul George in this game. But if what we're predicting is correct and the Suns come out and win two games in a row, I could see the Clippers saying like, okay, we're not going to rest these guys. Maybe we play them in the first half or something like that. So the way I'm going to predict this is if one or both of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play, then it's a loss. But if they're both out, then I'll call it a win. <laughs> that's that's very fair. And, you know, we can say Kawhi might be out, PG might be out, but they're still a good team without those guys. Pat right. Bev, Montrez Harrell. I mean, they have Reggie Jackson now, Marcus Morris, Shamit's all right. I mean, they, they have guys yeah. that can play, and they're if they good. have... If they have one of the two stars, they're going to be tough to beat. Oh, yeah. And after that, on the sixth, we match up against the Pacers and TJ Warren. Are you ready for this game? No. I think we're <laughs> going to get smashed in this game. Uh, we scored 87 points against the Pacers the one time we played them this year. The Pacers are another one of those teams, kind of like the Wizards, that just like have our number. Like, the way they play just never goes well for us. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been rehabbing a lot. And, you know, he he did come back before the season was suspended. But I guess this time ha he's just been able to do even more accelerated rehab and, like, get back to normal, basically. Which doesn't bode well for us. I'm actually really bummed that we have to play the Pacers. Because they've been good. So Oladipo coming back stronger than before. DeMontis Sabonis having just... An amazing year, go Zags. Miles Turner, kind of getting that figured out with the Turner-Sabonis thing. TJ Warren, of course TJ Warren is going to want to go off against us. He did in the one game we played against them. He'll probably have 25 points. I just don't see this one going very well. Yeah, it's a tough matchup, and I just remember Sabonis giving us so much trouble when we played them last. He's just a, he's just a different sort of big man down there, even compared to Aiton. Like right. he's got that, that like low center of gravity and the strong base maybe mm -hmm. it would be how I differ him and Aiton because he's just, uh, he's tough to move once he gets down there. And, and if he has a foot in the lane, similar to Aiton, it's an automatic two points. Yeah. And he's such a great rebounder. That's one thing I've always thought about Sabonis. I remember when we were like looking at draft stuff like going into his rookie year. And I, you know, I knew quite a bit about Sabonis at the time. And I'm like, his rebounding is going to keep him in the league for a long time. And like he, I think there's just a lot of things that he does that I'm like, these are things I wish Aiton would do. Like fight hard for every rebound and just like make the most of every possession and get to the rim and get fouled, you know? 
I'm going to throw a random one in here. Who's going to start in Kelly's place? I think I think our starting lineup will be um, Rubio, Booker, Bridges, Johnson, Aiton. You think Johnson will, will continue the small ball? I think so. You know, looking through the schedule here, it looks like the Pacers might be the one team that would give us a lot of trouble with size if they were to go uh, Turner and Sabonis at the same time. Yeah. We'd be forced into throwing Baines, Baines yeah. or or even Frank or Dario. Those guys are options too. So. Yeah, well, actually, maybe we do start Dario. Yeah, I bet that's what we do, actually. And he'll probably just play like 16 to 20 minutes a game where we go Rubio, Booker, Bridges, Saric, Aiton. And then Saric plays 16, 18, 20 minutes, and Cam plays, you know, 35 or so, 30 30 to 35 minutes. Man, missing Kelly is really gonna throw a wrench in the in the minutes because we don't have a backup shooting guard for Booker. If Booker needs to right. come off the court, it's gonna be pretty. Like, do you put Cam Johnson at the two, or do you go yeah. smaller with Javon, or I mean, even Ty Jerome or Ty Jerome? Who knows, man? This yeah. is it's gonna be interesting to see these minutes. Well, and I think if we go through these first few games and we just lose all of them and we know we're not really playing for a whole lot, I bet we just go wild with the rotations and, you know, play Javon and Ty Jerome and uh, Cam Johnson, just like big minutes for the rest of the time. Yeah. And one more thing on this before we move on to the next game, if we go 0 and 3 or 0 and 4 and technically are eliminated, do you shut down Booker? then right away yeah i i think so probably and ayton <laughs> yeah well i don't know maybe not ayton i don't know i think it, this is what i would say i think it should be left up to them you know because i could see booker really wanting to play still you know getting eight games if we're only going to play eight games like yeah i guess there's a risk of him getting hurt but it's like four or five games, you know? Right. Aiton, I say we should keep playing Aiton because he is still developing a little bit, you know? And, and he to needs have... to earn that contract, too, with right. all those games he, he missed this year. Yes. So, you know, and making sure he's still in shape and learning as much as he can in these eight games. Like, I say we don't shut down Aiton, but I could see shutting down Booker. Right. Booker's and the only guy that should be Rubio. eligible to be set down. Oh, yeah, Rubio, too. That's a good good point. That's a really good yeah. point. And because I wouldn't mind seeing either Ellie or Ty Jerome running the point, or Javon, I guess, and just saying, like, you know, consider this summer league. We're only going to keep one or two of you guys. You know, this this is their opportunity to show what they've got, basically. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, we'll move it along to the eighth against the Heat. And we were 0-1 against the Heat this season. And that team, it's a well-coached, hard-playing team. And then you got Jimmy Butler there, too, who can take over every once in a while. So this one will be tough, but I'm just happy we have Mikhail Bridges to throw on a guy like Jimmy Butler. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't think this game is going to go very well for us. The Heat are super disciplined and fast and in shape. And I think a situation like this bodes very well for the Heat. Like, they've been ready. I'm sure they've been staying in great shape. They don't yep. have to travel very far. Ooh. This this bodes very well for them. Good points. Yeah, and, you know, that team, it's it's pretty solid all the way across. And I've become a big fan of Bam Adebayo, too. And yeah, he's good. That that matchup between him and Aiton should be pretty fun to watch. Yeah. No, I think the Heat could actually go pretty far in this tournament, I, playoff, whatever you want to call it. I had a buddy that put a few bucks down on the Heat to win this because the odds were looking pretty nice in case they did. And, you know, they have a pretty decent chance coming out of the East. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're a good team. Okay, then after the Heat game, we have the Thunder. 0-2 against the Thunder this year. And, man, I wasn't expecting that to happen. I thought the Thunder would be taking a big step back this year, but that is not the case. And when you're led by Chris Paul, I mean, that's a pretty good leader to have. Yeah, the Thunder are, they're definitely the biggest surprise. I thought they were going to be horrible, but... They've been great, and we're 0-2 against them this season. And I I don't really see us winning uh, this game either. I, I think they're going to take this one. And, yeah, they're they're a pretty good team, surprisingly. They are. And Shai Gilgis-Alexander, I mean, he's a big part of that too. He's the reason like why they – he's a lot of fun to watch. I, I would love to be able to pair up Booker with a guy like him for the backcourt. Yeah. That would yeah. be so, that'd be so much for the other team to worry about. And I mean, that size that he has, that's a that's a, an attractive thing for a guy who can handle the ball like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Thunder game. This it'll be pretty rough. They're they're all pretty solid. They have Adams. They have Gallinari. That's a just go down the line. That's a good squad. And I don't see this one as a W either. Nope. Nope. But then. We have a game on the 11th against the only team we have a winning record over in the in our matchups here, the Philadelphia 76ers. And we know that Devin Booker, for some reason, likes playing the 76ers and always puts up big numbers. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like I said, you know, the Pacers have our number, the Wizards have our number for whatever reason. The Pistons seem to have our number for whatever reason. Well, it's the reverse. We have the Sixers number. Even when we're just horrible, we always beat the Sixers at least once. And we've beat them once already. And I think this whole restart does not bode well for someone like Joel Embiid, who takes some time to get to ease himself into the season and get in shape. I could see him struggling. Yeah, I, I don't know. We just always seem to play well against the Sixers. Yeah, I don't think Embiid probably cut 70 or 80 pounds this offseason like Jokic did. I yeah, think Embiid probably. might have some trouble getting back into the swing of things. But I I need to say this. I've talked some smack about Jokic in the past, and I thought that he had a terrible attitude and he didn't look like he wanted to be good. But if you drop 70 pounds and you're getting ready to play basketball, I'm a little afraid about that now. Yeah, he's going to be great. And he's another one of those guys who tested positive for COVID. And he's in Serbia right now. But Stuck. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's only going to delay him by like a week, though. He's going to be cleared to come back. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, the Nuggets are going to be. I think the Nuggets could really be a contender through all of this. Man, after COVID, he's probably going to be weighing like a buck 80. I doubt it. I doubt that. Okay. Yeah. And then the final game is another game against the Mavericks. This is on the 13th. We've already discussed this one, and I'm leaning the way you were going with. We might get them in the first one. Probably not in this last one. Right. I think we'll beat them on August 2nd and lose on August 13th. But the kicker to this is all of these teams who are locked into a playoff spot or get locked into a certain seed by the time we play them, I maybe they rest guys. Maybe all of these yeah. games are an entirely different story. We, we really have no way of knowing how this is going to play out. We've never seen anything like this before. So there's so many different things that can happen, but mm-hmm. final prediction for the record, three and five. Three and five, four and four, feeling real optimistic. I think I can say that. Yeah. 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 But here's something that I am thinking here with a lot of teams kind of knowing what position they're going to be in going to the playoffs, maybe even right now. You know, there might, I don't think there's any for sure locks, but maybe these last few games, there could be some more knowledge. And maybe teams say, oh, We'd rather have the Suns in the playoffs than the Grizzlies. So maybe <laughs> they they try to let us win, not let us win, <laughs> but maybe they intentionally sit some guys because they'd rather play us than the Grizzlies, who are a better team, you know? Oh, uh, that's that's really funny to think about that way. Because well, think I mean, look look for from the perspective of like the Clippers. Would you rather play the Grizzlies or the Pelicans or the Suns? I'd rather play the Suns. Yeah, that's that's very true. It seems like there's a lot of moving parts, though, to guarantee that if we lose this one to the Suns, maybe we'll get them in the playoffs. That might be tough, right. but yeah. who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> and if it does happen, I know that there will be one man named Devin Booker who's going to try to make him pay. Oh, yeah. Imagine, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, give me Booker in a playoff game already, please. I know. Oh. I mean, this right here is the closest that we're going to get to the playoffs for, you know, probably this year. We'll see. Who knows about next year? But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Booker could really turn it on. Maybe we'll go eight. and No, just because Booker scores 60 a game. Why not? <laughs> That's the dream right there. Oh, it feels good to talk about basketball again. But with that, we're going to stop talking about basketball. (laughs) (laughs) So for our non-sports section, I've been inspired. I'd say every weekend for the past month or so, I've been grilling. And I'm getting pretty good at it. I've grilled a few different things. So our non-sports question this week is, what is your favorite thing to grill? Ooh, I've been grilling a lot, too. And it's to the point where I need to clean out like the grates and the oh, underneath of it. The there's like these little cones to kind of flare out the flame so that it heats more evenly. And I know those are even getting a little caked with some uh, old grease. Ooh. So I need to I need to take care of that first of all. But my favorite, hands down, is a big fat ribeye. I mm. love grilling ribeyes. And I'm pretty much to the point where I know on my grill at the temperature I like to go, 
it's six or seven minutes aside for a, a perfect medium rare, which is mm-hmm. the way you should eat steak. Um, but yeah, it's my go-to. I don't need the meat thermometer anymore. I can just tell, and you can do the the poke test to right. see how how it bounces back. Yeah, that's a good way to tell. But man, just a nice big ribeye with the perfect grill marks on it. I uh, you can't beat that. Get just that slight char. Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it's the best. Yep. Yeah. Steak. Steak is a great one to grill. Definitely. Uh, it's so hard for me to pick a favorite because I, I do a variety of stuff like me. Of course, you know, I like to do hamburgers and hot dogs. I like to do chicken. I like to do. Um, let's see. What other meat have I done? Oh, bratwurst. Bratwursts are a really fun one to grill. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I like to get creative with the vegetables too. corn grilling. Corn is great. Yeah. Grilling like peppers and onions, uh, baked potato, I guess not baked potatoes, grilled potatoes, or I'll do kebabs. Sometimes you do like a piece of chicken and then an onion and then a pepper that is really good. Um, oh yeah. I, I think for me though, just going as classic as possible just cheeseburgers and hot dogs you know i think that's probably my favorite thing to grill i like getting creative with like the barbecue chicken or whatever but cheeseburgers and hot dogs you know you can just see the the grease pour off and when you flip them it that flame comes a little flare up oh yeah and then you throw (laughs) that i get that this is a little bit gross but this is the way you got to do it the (laughs) craft deli style american singles that just melt in like 30 seconds you put them on right at the very end that's the way to do it i'm yeah i'm not opposed to that if you're if you're just eating a good old grilled cheeseburger you throw a craft single on it and it's uh, it's magical yep and then you toast the buns yeah you're good that's that's the thing if you're making a burger just take the extra minute and toast the buns it's it's so worth it yeah yeah, and, and then I, I got it. Oh, I do onions too. That's that's one thing that I really like to do when I'm doing burgers. Red onions. I grill those up, cut them, and then you put that right on top of it. Ooh, absolutely. That's that's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, now I'm hungry. Yeah, I actually ate leftovers right before this. <laughs> All right, we appreciate you guys tuning into this episode. We are so excited. There is a, a confirmed return date for the NBA and eight Suns games that we get to watch. And these will be on, there's one on NBA TV and it looks like all the others will be on Fox Sports Arizona too. So we'll all be able to watch them. It'll be fantastic. We'll be watching them. You'll be watching them. You'll be hitting us up on, on social media at Sunny and PHX Pod, Twitter and Instagram. And again, we, we are very thankful that you tuned in. We'll talk to you again next week, and go Suns. Had a whole top diamond in the bottom rose gold. You about to start an epidemic with this one. Yeah, I know what this is. So, Got 30 down at the bottom, 30 more at the top. All invisible set and little ice cube blocks.
if can call it a drink, call it a smile on the rocks, if can call out a price, let's say I call out a lot, I got like platinum and white clothes, traditional gold, I'm changing grills every day, like Jay change clothes, I might be grilled out nicely, in my white tee, on South Beach, in my wife B, BB a study, you can tell when they cut it, you see my grandmama hate it, but my little mama love it, cause when I, open up your mouth, you grill clean man, I stand up from the I got a grill I call penny candy. You know what that means? It looks like nah later some drops jelly.